0: Well, don't forget, a week from today, you can have the opportunity to go to a Jennifer Hudson concert, all for the price of going to our black tie charity preview. That's right, Detroit Auto Show signature black tie charity preview. The charity preview benefits six children's charities in Southeast Michigan. And it'll be held at Huntington Place in Detroit, the North American International Detroit Auto Show, and the Charity Preview. And I know there are a lot of people wondering what's happening in the auto industry. Um, And we're not uh, taking sides when it comes to Charity Preview because nobody should turn their back on the kids, and I'm sure they won't. But my point is, now more than ever, we need to show our support of the auto industry, wherever you stand in this whole Situation. Wherever you stand, you must understand how important the auto industry is for all of us in this area, and in this case, for the charity preview for the Six Children's Charity. So please join us. Uh, go to NAIAS, as in North American International Auto Show, NAIAS.com slash charity preview tickets. NAIAS.com slash charity preview tickets. Um, and that's a week from now, a week from today. And, Annie, we will have our special charity preview broadcast after I help emceeing the ribbon cutting. What time is our charity preview broadcast? 6 to 7.30. 6 to to 7.30. So I'll do that ribbon cutting and then walk over. But somebody's going to start the show for us at 6. It's going to be, you told me and I can't remember.
1: Marie Osborne and Lloyd Jackson.
0: Marie Osborne and Lloyd Jackson will start the thing off at 6 while I make my way over after the ribbon cutting. And we'll be there till 7.30 and hope that you'll be tuned in for that. If you're not at the Charity Preview, which we really would like for you to do, it's so very, very important. Get your tickets, NAIAS.com slash Charity Preview tickets. Speaking of important, always important to say hi to our friend, Congressman Tim Wahlberg, representing the 5th District of Michigan. Good afternoon, Congressman.
1: Good afternoon, or I guess, well, it isn't quite afternoon yet, but it's good any time to hear oh, your uh, voice.
0: I, you know, I'm so used to, I, I fought so hard not to say good morning so many times with my new shift, noon to two, and we started an hour early, so you're right. Here we are. It is morning. Good morning, Congressman.
1: Good morning, and it's, it's good to hear your voice. It's good to hear Annie's
0: voice as well. So uh,
1: Isn't it? Um, yeah. It's, it's, it's pretty special, so glad to be with you.
0: Glad to have you here. And you're talking about something that's so confusing to me. Um, Explain to our listeners what it is as the, the, I guess, the sheriffs and uh, Michigan Congress people are at odds over a bill to limit power to seize property. Sounds confusing, but I know you can simplify it for us.
1: Well, I hope so. I mean, uh, our delegation and myself uh, especially is, is, is extremely supportive of law enforcement. We, we oppose any defunding for law enforcement. We want to make sure that resources go to them. And it ought to be going to them directly from law enforcement agencies and governmental systems as opposed to them trying, trying to find ways to enhance the resources that they have through uh, civil asset sharing or even criminal asset sharing. As far as criminals, when they're adjudicated to be criminal and, and, and dealing in, in uh, illegal actions, then I don't care whether you take the last button off their BBDs. uh doesn't bother me at all. Go after them. Get it all. But when you're talking civil asset, you're talking to people who have not been adjudicated as guilty yet. There might be an assumption, might be some evidence, but not always clearly. And so it's more difficult for a person under civil asset forfeiture to gain back their resources after it's been found that they aren't guilty of anything than it is if they were a criminal. So all we're trying to do is saying, listen, due process ought to be used for everybody. And if you're a grocer in Detroit and your, your insurance company says we're not going to insure anything beyond $10,000 of your gross assets and receipts, and so you dutifully go to your bank every day and you deposit what you have, all of a sudden the pattern develops, and somebody suspects you of money laundering, and they take and freeze $35,000 of your assets in the bank as a small grocer, that hurts and now you've got to find a way to prove your innocence because due process doesn't carry out the same way under civil asset forfeiture as it does under criminal asset forfeiture. Mine simply says it ought to be the same way and the government ought to prove you guilty as opposed to you being forced to prove yourself innocent.
0: All right, so since 2014 Congressman Wahlberg, you have been trying to get past federal reforms to civil asset forfeiture, and this is the first time this legislature has made it out of committee, which is uh, certainly a step in the right direction. But let me try to simplify this even more. Are you saying to me that if someone is suspected of criminal activity, let's say, and through whatever goes on there, there's a forfeiture, meaning somebody seizes their assets... Mm-hmm. Are you telling me that once they go through the entire legal system and are found to be judged not guilty of whatever it is people thought they were guilty of, they 're having trouble getting their assets back
1: they 're having trouble getting their assets back if they don 't for instance if if, if they uh, have a car that was used by a boyfriend and there's a pot found in it, uh, the car is taken. Uh, the lady can't make make her trip to work easily. She can't afford a new car. She can't afford a turning to get it back so automatically, in many cases, just walks away from it and says, I'll have to find something else. Um, it, it is it is unreal what has taken place. It's not every law enforcement that does this. But the, sadly, the federal government also likes to do this equitable sharing Uh, enticement of saying listen if you'll work with us on this this drug sting operation we will we will um, share with you up to 80 percent of the proceeds that we get uh, from from taking the assets now that gets around michigan state law which was changed i think about three four years ago they patterned their law after my bill in congress and it's working and i've had a sheriff recently tell me Hey, if you just make your bill the same as Michigan's law, I'd be satisfied. I said it is. <laughs> it is Michigan's law. That's all we're doing. And sadly, the associations, not the, the, the sheriffs themselves in the most cases, are, are deeply concerned about this. It's the associations fighting it. And I think in the end that's, that's not going to work in their favor. We want to support law enforcement. When Jim Jordan, chair of the Judiciary Committee, uh gets it passed for the first piece of legislation coming out of that committee unanimously this term of office. You gotta say there's something positive behind it that's that's that I think allows law enforcement to still use all their their tools. It doesn't take away civil asset forfeiture, it doesn't take away equitable sharing. It just simply says you have to follow due process. That's
0: all we're asking. Congressman we in we'll- we, and that's in and that and we'll leave it at that and we will Depend on you to get back with us as we uh, carry on. Tim Wahlberg, uh, Congressman Tim Wahlberg, representing 5th District of Michigan.